I had the chance to have coffee with Craig, um, our keynote speaker here, uh, probably a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, and he told me his story. And a lot of people say that they want to speak at our events or that they speak publicly sometimes. And um, sometimes those who promote themselves as a public speaker are like uh, traditional motivational speakers, professor types, or someone who wrote a best-selling book that has nothing to do with investments. But I found Craig's story to resonate so much with me and so much with what probably many people here in the room and the 400 people that are streaming this right now need to hear that I told you know probably three dozen people about your story. And we were thinking about how do I have a really great speaker at the real estate event that can get anywhere close to like what Jeff Hoffman delivered in December and what would be really impactful for this group. And because of Craig's background and his story, I think you're really going to enjoy his talk. So I don't want to give any away that he, what, what he's going to talk about, but I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's welcome Craig up here to the stage. It's crazy. 15, 20 people leave after the real estate deal guys are done. And the lead in from Richard was, hey, every quarter I do something really cool with my family. So my job today is maybe give you five to 10 ahas or takeaways. I was fortunate. I wrote a book called Fantastic Life and sold a bunch of copies. I'm rewriting it, so it's going to come out. Fantastic Life Revisited next year. But I think to Richard's point is, I'm going to just talk about three or four key rules from the Fantastic Life, and maybe you guys can take away a couple of ahas from that. So I know you got a little bit. So we're going to talk about rule number two is be crystal clear on what you want. Rule number three, build your resumes every year because we've got a bunch of hard drivers in here. And then number 10, uh, stay out of the gap. So we'll talk about that. We're going to roll through those. So be crystal clear on what you want. That's a rule of my life. And it's a rule I focus on, and everybody knows that, but here, how do we really talk about that? If we don't know what our priorities are, and how do we know what our priorities are? How I live my life is how I live my priorities, right? So if you're saying to yourself, I'm gonna work 100 hours a week, that's great, and I did for a long period of time. But let's talk about that here. Simplicity is easy, and I love this quote, right? Clarity is earned. And we only earn clarity by you know, confronting complexity. And how do we do that in our lives? So look, let me just give you a little bit of, of how I look at my life. So if you look at my top 10 goals, the first five are personal. And so when Richard said, hey, every quarter he takes a trip with his family, and we, we do the same on a bunch of things, but how much of my time is intentional? I have this thing I call catching sunrises. About 300 sunrises a year, I'm up before the sun and I'm out backpacking or hiking. Uh, diet, get out of the matrix, 30 nights on the ground. And then we get to my wife, right? So I'm no good to her unless I'm really good. And then she's next, then my kids. And then finally, this is crazy, and I couldn't say this was all along, but then the professional goals come in. And it's certainly a lot easier to be to put my professional goals at number seven or eight when I've made a lot of money, right? It's a lot easier to do that. But I will talk to you on my another goal and my other um, rule that we're going to talk about in resumes, I did that all along. So this is this is how we do and then this is what we look at for mindshare. So think about yourself in terms of how is my mindshare, where am I spending my time? And if you're not tracking your time or where you spend it, then you really don't know. So clarity gets you there. Okay? 
So I'll give you an example of what I do. This is a tracking sheet. I track it every day. My son's got a tracking sheet, does it on his phone. But I'm tracking those important things. Did I catch hope? Did I, how many hours of sleep did I get? Did I meditate? Did I take a walk? Or how much time did I spend with my wife, kids? Those are the things that I'm tracking right now. And then, you know, these are my kids. that I take trips with them uh, all over in the family that we have now. Purposely thinking about my family. And if you're not spending time tracking that, then you're not going to go. You're not going to do it. So... So the hardest thing in the world is simplify your life. It's super hard to do that, right? We all, I think we all can raise our hands and do that. So think about that rule. I'm gonna roll through these, through these really quickly. So the top habit that I would say is the ability every single week to track what you're doing and does it align with what you think you want to do? Did you spend the time with your family? Did you spend the time on yourself? Did you spend the time on your professional life. And if you're not tracking it, that what gets measured gets fixed. And so if you're not tracking it, and again, it's so easy to say up here, but it took me 10 years to really get the tracking system. Now I still change it now. So number one habit, number two, everybody says it, get up early, right? You gotta get up early, you know, get your sleep in, but then get up, get out of bed. So those are two really good habits. But I, I would tell you that of all the people that I talk to and I spend time with people on my team, Understanding what your rock goals are, really getting inside those on those clarity is going to really help you. All right, let's talk about this building your resumes. This flows into your question. I think I look at my life in terms of resumes that I have. So I have top priorities and I turn those into my resume. So uh, every one of my top five things, and you saw those on my mind share, here's where I am. I'm first in my wife and my kids and then my business, right? So if I look at that, these are my resumes that I'm trying to build. So if you look at how your personal resume is going to increase, so I have this athletic resume. So, you know, I, this is my athletic resume over the last 25, 30 years. And every year I'm building that athletic resume. And if I can figure I can add two or three more things onto it every year, I'm going to do, be very successful. So I'm now backpacking, but, you know, I play professional baseball. I'm in the... Taekwondo Hall of Fame. All of these weird things that I've accomplished were set up because I just wanted to build my resume on, a, on an annual basis and on a quarterly basis. And you don't have to be, you know, some massive athlete to do cool stuff. It could be as simply I wanted to hike in Australia along the Gold Coast. And just that's, a, that's an athletic thing that you can do. So I'm, my sense is you know, some people stand up here and go, look, I've got all these really cool athletes. Well, you're the super athlete. And that's not, the, that's not the case. The case, like right now, we're training for our hike in Alaska and Australia. So every week we're out doing something super cool, but it flows into my resume. Husband, this is really important. Tracy and I are going to celebrate our 32nd anniversary this year. I think... The idea of not being stagnant for those of you with your partner is important. And how do you grow that? And that's incumbent upon me. How am I growing it? So we just got back from two weeks in Spain. Next week, we're going two weeks to spend with my grandson. Uh, the week after that to Chicago. I'm putting those on my calendar to build my resume with her. And if you can continue to do that 32 years into the marriage or 40 years into the marriage, is excellent. Kids. So I have a couple of kid ones if you want. I have two kids that live in my hometown and two kids that don't. Uh, I will talk to my kids that aren't here once a week. 
I see them every 60 days and I've done that for the last 10 years. If I don't have a track to see them for 60 days, I will fly to have lunch with them, see them and then come home. So every 60 days I'm seeing my kids do that do not live in my hometown. If they do live where I live in, in Scottsdale, I see them every week live. And so that's how I'm tracking to build my resume. And I'll track it last year. I saw every one of my kids at least 10 months of the year. So as you think about this, the, the ahas that I'm trying to give you is, and Richard's point so well taken, a man with a thousand, well, a man with his health has a thousand dreams. A man without it has but one. And it's so true, right? I have this really cool thing I'm doing where I'm interviewing 65 year olds and older. And I had this 72 year old man who's super healthy and fit. And he said, Craig, there's one reason why you make a lot of money. So that when you're my age, you have your health. And you think about it, that's exactly what you want. You want to be able to grow old healthy, growing old and being, to Richard's point earlier, you know, not only is death a painful event and a taxable event, but it's also living a life that's not healthy is a shitty way to spend the last parts of your years. So then we have this, you know, business I just acquired. I'm 60. I've got financial independence. I just acquired a business. Why? Because I want to continue to grow. So I bought the CRE1 source, which is an automated transaction business for commercial real estates, which is what I do for a living or did for a living or still do it. So here I am, 61 years old and rolling the dice again, not because I necessarily want more money, but because I want to continue to grow and I want to build my business resume. And then I've written five books, a couple more coming. So these are my resumes that I'm growing on. And there's a lot of one-focused champions in my mind. A lot of people like, you know, athletes primarily. You look at them and everybody looks up to them, but they can do one thing really well. Shoot a basketball, hit a baseball, run a football. What we're trying to do with A Fantastic Life is to try and build this life that's full. Doesn't have to be 10 different things. Doesn't have to have five resumes, but you cannot just have the business resume. And you cannot just have your personal resume your relationships, community, spiritual, whatever there are, not segments of, not every year you're gonna have a 10 in those. There were some years where we were building a business where you're just spending a ton of time building your business, but you can still move the ball down the road. Even those years where I was really grinding and making money, I was still moving the ball down the road. A couple of questions just to ask yourself, what am I gonna do? So if you can get a takeaway today and say, I really wanna get clear on what I wanna do, and I want to get that clarity in the ways that I want to build my life and my resumes. Third one is the gap. Now here's where the world kind of hits you. And this is, I think, the story that Richard wanted me to tell you. There's a huge difference between me telling you, get super clear on what you want, build your resumes every year, and what really happens in the real world out in real life, right? We all have deals we want to sell, and sometimes they don't get funded. The gap is the space between where you are today and where you want to be in the future. There's a difference. Who I am today and who I'm going to be tomorrow, there's a gap. And who I want to be a decade from now is different. So how do you stay out of the gap? So let me just talk about that. There's two belief systems. And if you can get this concept out, this is a really cool takeaway. The first is, if you just think about this, here's the gap, right, between where we are and the ideal. And think about the ideal as the horizon. 
Think about where you want to be as the horizon. And what is the horizon? Every time you drive to that damn horizon, what happens? It moves and it keeps moving. So who you want to be, and I think there's a great YouTube out if you want to listen to Matthew McConaughey when he talks about, he, he won his Academy Award, he said, I thought about who I want to be 10 years down the road and I want to be me. I want to continue to be me and then 10 years down the road. He's talking about this horizon, this ideal. And what happens for the gap is when we measure who we are today against who we think we ought to be in the future. There's this huge gap and it's super negative. And I gotta tell you, it doesn't mean that I get out of the gap when I tell you this concept, it just means I understand I can get out of it very much quicker. So the difference between the ideal and the actual, here's the gap, right? If you can't read it, you're, in your mind you're gonna be a failure because in the future you're perfect. I can tell you my gap right now, I got a shit ton of hair, right? <laughs> Super lean, about a buck 75, right? 18 inch biceps, pretty cool. I don't have those. Something's wrong, right? There's always something wrong because the ideal is perfect. And it's, you know, we do the gap a thousand times. It's not only for us, it's how we project. I've raised four kids and, you know, we're always projecting on our kids and our spouse and our partners and our, you know, our business relationships. It's always that way. This is not life and this will never be it. If you're measuring yourself against your ideal, you're going you're gonna to screw up your life. Now, there happens to be, and that's failure and disappointment, there happens to be another way to do that. We call it the game. And it's when you measure the ideal, the actual versus goals. This is why we set goals. We want to use the ideal as a directional tool. We want to say, here's the direction we want to head. And that's what, that's great. I know where I want to head, but in between, I want to get the goals, right? So here's what happens on the goals. You measure the difference between your actual and where you're going. You always measure against yourself, never against anybody else. One of the biggest things that's happened in our world in the last 10 years, social media, we are always measuring ourselves against all of our friends that happen to be my sons right now in Kofu, Greece. If I measured myself against my son, he, he just had this incredible trip to the Amalfi Coast in Greece, and all, all of a sudden I'm in the gap, right? We don't want to be in the gap. We want to measure it against ourselves, what we're trying to do. It keeps you going in the right direction, setting these goals. So how do we stay out of the gap? We start thinking about what our goals are, what's important to us. Stop measuring. Comparison against others will screw you up. And we want to compare our, where we are today, versus our goals. And we always measure backwards. Okay? All right. Here's four ways to do that. Always measure backwards. Number two, never measure forward. You can look forward, but you don't measure forward. Number three, forward lives and gives you gas in the tank. It should be exciting. Your future should be exciting. This is where I'm going in the last one. Only look at 90 days at a time. Measure yourself 90 days at a time. You can make progress in 90 days, but you don't have to kill yourself. You're not looking forward that much. So let me give you this. You're going to start this. So this is a story, my story, and you're going to kind of hear what happened. My life before I was diagnosed with lymphoma was um, very full and very active. I have four children, um, ages 22 to 16 now. And so uh, we were raising four kids. I started this company here, Lean Associates, in 1991, which is a full-time job. And then I have other interests, uh, including other businesses, as well as other activities that I do, which includes ultra-distance hiking, um, 
baseball coaching for my son, daughter coaching softball, all those kinds of things. So I would say my life has been very full before cancer. How I found out that I had cancer was a really innocuous event. I went to bed on a Sunday night and everything was fine. I woke up Monday morning and I had a little bump on my neck and just felt a little bump and I thought, ah, I ought to go see the doctor. Literally called my doctor that morning. Uh, they got me in at 10 o'clock that morning. So within five days of feeling a bump on my neck that wasn't there six days before I was diagnosed. You know, this is just another hurdle, another detour in my life. And I really wanted, uh, really wanted to make sure I got to the best care that I could. I, I, I wanted to make sure that I had multiple diagnoses so I was in the right frame of mind. Uh, and I, you know, I just, uh, I viewed it as another obstacle, something that, that came up that would normally, uh, I just handle any, any daily business in my life and I've had for the last 50 years. And so that's what I did. I don't call myself a survivor yet. I don't know if uh, I've had enough time to do that. Uh, today, uh, I breathe in the air and I feel, okay, this is, this is good. We're out here in, in uh, the Squaw Peak Preserve, it's some place that I've been almost uh, 300 days a year for the last 20 years. I hike out here every morning. And we're out here today because this was a part of my treatment and it's a part of my recovery and it was a part of my life before and I didn't want to lose it. And we train in the morning. So uh, every morning we come out here when it's dark and we hike into the sunrise. And one of my things in life is I want to catch 300 sunrises a year. Most of those sunrises are here. But these sunrises uh, really make me grateful that I'm alive. This is uh, something that I did every day when I was in treatment. Uh, and I do it every day now, and I did it before. So it's, a, it's an anchor to my life. It's also a recovery mechanism, and it's finally something that gives me great gratitude for being alive. I get out here, and I know, I know that uh, there is a God. I know that there is... There is life after cancer, and I know that uh, if I'm not here, then life is pretty good. So what happens is you have this ideal life that you're looking at, and then you get hit with a curveball, right? Something like cancer, and you spend 720 hours in a six-month period of time getting chemo. And it really focuses you on what's important. And so my point, one of my points today is, like, don't, don't use that to focus you. Don't use me or use me. But you don't have to do that. I mean, you're getting some tips today to do that. Like, what? how do we stay out of the gap, measure against ourselves? How do we track our lives? What do we do uh, for that? So here's my plan. It looked pretty damn good. It was really smooth. And then kind of here's what happened. You know, and then, you know, and raising four kids. Got a lot of that happening, too. And so it's pretty cool. And I think, I think as I look back, you know, um, my cancer was in 2014. I'm almost nine years clear now. And so I look back and what did it change? People ask me all the time, what was the big change? And I think it's this idea of the journey. You know, you hear that, you read it, but the journey is the process, right? And so how do we on a daily basis get into that? So I wanted to share the last story with you. I have mentioned a couple of times about 300 sunrises a year and I catch those. So here's a few sunrises. This is the Grand Canyon. I've spent almost nine months of my life living in the Grand Canyon. I 
I'm there every year, a couple of times a year, is a photo that I took on a sunrise. Um, last year, this is a photo I took while we were in the Pyrenees in Spain. And here's one I took when I was in New Zealand. Uh, here's one that we were climbing Mont Blanc in France. Here's one in the Dolomites I took out of, out of my tent one morning, just rained all night and had this beautiful sunrise. Here's one in Cappadocia. Has anybody been to Cappadocia, Turkey? I took, it's pretty cool. And, you know, Cheryl Stryad said this was great. Every day you get a sunrise and a sunset. It's up to you to get there yourself there. And so I would like you to encourage that. Let me tell you this story. After I got done with chemo, one of my partners was taking his sons up Mount Kilimanjaro, and it was about five months to the day after at chemo, and then I had had 30 days of radiation, so I was pretty weak, uh, damn weak. And so uh, he he was going. I said, I wanna I wanna join you. So here we are. I'm up in the very corner up here, and uh, there's our group going to climb Kilimanjaro. And so here's Jim, my partner, and his sons, and. Us climbing up Kilimanjaro. This is literally five months to the day. There's, you know, tons of people climb Kilimanjaro. It's a seven summit, but you can climb. It's not a technical hike. Pretty cool photos, but the real photo, it's not the summit photo. Really, that's a cool photo. We got the summit, and that's our company, Lee, my partner, Jim. But the real photo was the sunrise, right? So if you think about this, Five months or so after chemo, I'm on the top of one of the tallest seven summits in the world. Uh, this is the kind of thing that you want to use to drive you. And so measure yourself against what you can do and think about you know, the journey you're on. It's pretty cool because you can idealize your, and I, you know, can see the future, set your goals, celebrate each goal, measure backwards, refocus the next step. You know, we're headed up to uh, Alaska. Every summer I do some cool, this summer we're going to Alaska, but really Alaska is the stepping stone to six weeks in Australia in February. And really Australia, the six weeks in Australia is the stepping stone to next summer in Glacier. And really Glacier is the, the stepping stone to the next week in the Grand in Italy. So because each time, you know, we always say, when's the best time to plan your next hike? It's before you've done the next hike. And so I'd like you to think about that. Stay out of the gap a little bit. I appreciate your time. Any questions? Got a little bit of time. Thank you, Craig. Uh, I thought that was excellent. I really like the um, easy to complicate your life. I think most of us here in the room probably overcomplicate our lives. Um, and you know, be super clear on what you want. But the most, most important reason I wanted to have Craig here today is that um, why wait? You know, many of us maybe have gone through a period where you're sleeping four hours a night and just working like crazy and having six shots of espresso a day and just working super hard. But you know, why wait until you get diagnosed with cancer to focus on what's really important and what you should be spending your time on and simplifying on what's, what's most important to you and your family? And that's the main reason I wanted to have Craig here is to get that message across to everybody so that maybe a few of you could adjust uh, what you're doing or help a family member adjust what they're doing before you have to 
go to the hospital and get diagnosed with cancer before doing so. Yeah, two things real quick. I have a blog, if you guys are interested, it's called, called Lifeies, L-I-F-E-I-E-S.com. And you know, every week it's a life lesson that you get. So it's simple, if you wanna sign up for it, just go Google Lifeies.com. And then to your point, I, I did write a little book, if you saw one of those, to your friend, I wrote a book on what's next when somebody gets diagnosed with cancer. And it was what my plan was. And I get nothing out of it. I'm happy to send it 100%, 100% of any dollar I get goes right to MD Anderson. So there's no profit to me. There's no, I spend, the dollars are mine. So if you want to reach out to me through Richard, I'm happy to send it to your friend. And if anybody else has that, you can buy it on Amazon, but just know that if I get it, the money doesn't come to me. But it's something that I found, it's just right when you get the slap in the face that something cancerous hits you, and here's what I did, so. It's called What Next, if you, you've already pulled it up, What Next, and just, if you Google Amazon, my R. Craig Coppola, you'll find it on that. Thank you.